He's going to use it on his first crush in fifth grade. They're going to be like, what? I, I told you I loved you. It means, it means I love you. Who does it? I already told you I love you. Remember so when I got you that I love you? Sorry. When I flipped you the bird? <laughs> All right, there we go. You already know by now. Tailgate Kings talking about what middle fingers really mean. How's it doing, everybody? All right, I'm here with Casey Jones, Chef Chad Jackson, mixing it up with the Swedish chef over there. And we've got game seven tonight, game seven tomorrow night, and we've got the Western Conference Finals set. All right, guys, it, it, this, this is do or die. This is, this, this is me versus y'all tonight. This is, this is Nets versus Bucks. This is die going, get, get the Nets out of the second round. Or is this Casey and Chad being like, no way? I'm I'm a little nervous, man. I mean, game six made me a little nervous, but game seven is in Brooklyn. It's at home, and so far the home team has won everything. I can't bet against Kevin Durant the way he played in game five. Harden's coming out there for moral support, and he's healthier than he was in game five and game six. It's going to be tough, man. If Giannis doesn't shoot a three again, if Giannis hits a bunch of inside shots and knows how to play the inside ball, could be the Bucks, but man, I'm taking the I'm taking the Nets still. I can't go against my Nets. Casey, tell me why it's the Bucks, man. I know I know that you and Chad are both going Bucks here, right? Uh, man, you know I've always I I I don't know. I don't trust the Bucks, man. I, I don't, but I don't trust the Nets. It's it's tough for me. Uh, the, the Bucks are so back and forth, but also so are the Nets. You know, with their injury history. Um, Nets at home, it's hard for me to pick against them. So I, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to go Nets here. Um, I, I I'll say Nets, and I, I say it's gonna I'll say it's gonna be a three point game. It's gonna be a one possession game. Um, I, I think Kevin Durant has a really good game, but I think James Harden actually shows up to play this time, and and I think he's a huge contributor to this. Um, double digit assist for James Harden for me. I mean, I'm gonna take the Nets over the Bucks at home. I mean, yeah, I mean the Nets have had the, the home game. Their their team comes out and plays at home, and on top of that, it seems like Chris Middleton disappears on the road. But Chad, you told me, man, Jackson. My chef, you told me that there was no way the Nets were going to get out of the second round. You told me this. So are the Bucks going to take him down, Chad? Is this it, game seven, Giannis? Look, I'm in here at the kitchen in Bodega. My kids are running around in the back playing with Transformers and Matchbox cars and Barbies and American Dolls. And I'm trying to get everything ready for service tonight. So bear with me if I'm real short and sweet about this. But, yeah, this is the Bucks. This is, this is their crowning moment. They Right now – you know, the flat earther isn't going to play. That that would be really a, a total um, tipping point for them. But, you know, Harden's at probably 70%. You, you, you see him not taking as nearly as many shots, and they need him to score because that's how they beat teams is with the offensive end of the floor. Now, you've gotten a lot of contributions on certain nights from Middleton and Holiday and not on others. And as you pointed out, it's a home road thing. Being on the road, having the experience of having done this for the last two years, I think it's like the Clippers. You know, you, they're, you're, we're going to see, even with Kawhi down, they're, they're going to have to get like a, a, a Terrence Mann performance from Brent Forbes or, or Bobby Portis. Somebody's going to have to step up and give them some extra juice tonight. But I think the Bucks win this, and I, I, I think it's going to be low-scoring game. I think it'll be uh, one of those um, more physical 90s style uh, fisticuffs kind of game. 
but I, I, I like the Bucks tonight. And I, I think this is one of those times where you see Giannis get over and them have a chance to really show who they are. And I, I hope that there's some supporting cast help tonight for them because well, I, yeah, I mean, they the need Bucks. it. They need it, man. They gotta I mean, they, have it. They, they gotta, gotta have it. it. You know, you gotta have a big game from Brooke Lopez. You gotta have a big game from Drew. You gotta have, like I said, Chris Middleton's got to show up on the road. If they show up on the road, but tell you what, Brooklyn and their, and their role players, what Mike, Mike, Mike James and whatnot, those guys, they show up at home. So it's going to be a really interesting game to see what happens here. I All like right. this game a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to watch this. But I'm not only am I pulling for the Bucks, I think the Bucks will win. All right, here we go then. It's it's on it's on like Donkey Kong, right? Right now the Nets are a one and a half point favorite, so they're expecting this game to be close. And as it's been throughout the entire second round, it doesn't matter who's up by 20 in the third quarter. Because the other team, as the Clippers showed last night, as the Hawks have shown before, will come back and win it. Speaking of the Hawks, the other side of the Eastern Conference right now, the Hawks are going and having to play a game seven after kind of giving up game six against the Sixers. Played a game seven Sunday night, but man, the Sixers still look a little broken in the fourth quarter. They, they they look like they can't figure it out. And so far, this has kind of been a road series. And if nothing else, Casey, I know you're with me on this, man. Trey Young is like the agent of chaos. He is like the villain, and he loves to do it to you in your arena. He doesn't have to do it at home. He'll do it on the road, and he'll do it to your crowd and shut them up. So tell me, Casey, does Trey Young shut up the 76ers, or does the process finally make sense? Uh, you know, it's hard for me to pick against Philly at home. It's really hard for me to pick against Philly at home. I know they've been struggling a little bit with, with their free throw shooting, as we mentioned in um, – in our little group text yesterday. I know Joel has been hurting. Uh, ben Simmons has been exposed with the uh, hack bin as we, as we've called it over the, you know, years and years of basketball, the hack whoever, you know, I would think it really started with Shaq with the hack shack. Um, but they've been exposed on the free throw line and, and it's really, really, really showed, but Embiid has for the most part come through in these last few games. I, I know it's been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but um, it really looked like, Atlanta was going to run away with it for a second there. And now I'm, I'm not so sure. I still think it's possible that Atlanta could get out of here with this win, but I, th I think Embiid needs to really be um, really needs to show some aggression on the offensive side of the ball and in, in, in that post game. And I think Ben Simmons needs to do what he does best. He needs to play really, really good defense and he needs to use his athleticism and his size to really drive to the rim. And I, I don't necessarily know that, taking these inside shots to force free throws as the move for him, but maybe forcing the ball in to kick out. I think this guy need. I think Ben Simmons needs to focus on rebounds, defense and assists more so than scoring. Um, let these other guys score. You have shooters around you for a reason and you're not the best jumper. Uh, you're not the best three point shooter and you're not the best free throw guy. So execute your strengths in the moment when you need them. And, and against Atlanta, who has really shown that they are a nice fast paced young team if, if you let this get out of hand, it will get out of hand very, very soon, especially with Trey Young, especially with John Collins, especially with all that shooting they have around them. Uh, Clint Capella looks like one of the best rebounders in the league right now. It, Philly needs to come out of the gates really fast and, and really heavy if they, want, if they want any chance to beat Atlanta. Because let me tell you right now, there's a really good chance that Atlanta could be up double digits after the first quarter and not look back because they look like that kind of team that can turn it up.
No, you're, you're totally right, man. They got a bunch of shooters on there. If they can get hot really fast, we'll see. I mean, Seth Curry over there is doing what his brother does, Steph. I know Chad probably want to talk about that here in a second with the Sixers. But maybe the more interesting thing is what you said with Ben Simmons. You know, he's got to find a way to fit into this game because right now he's become a liability in the fourth quarter, so much so that they were taking him out of the game on offense in the fourth quarter, just switching him out just to play D. So we'll see what happens there in terms of who steps up for the Sixers. Chad, does somebody have to step up for the Sixers? Who is your favorite in this game, man? I mean, Trey Young, like I said, seems to like he excels on the road, and he's got a supporting cast, as Casey pointed out, with Clint Capella and, and, and the rest that, that are better than maybe I think they are. So where are you sitting here, Chad, on this Game 7 tomorrow night? Look, I'm, I'm, I'm moving some bacon compote around, but look, here it is. I mean, yeah, sure. Atlanta's nice. They got they got some nice pieces. They're not there yet. Embiid is the most skilled big man since Akeem. I absolutely agree with you guys. You know, Ben Simmons has not developed, has not developed his, the rest of his game the way he's supposed to and has not contributed offensively. Doc has a history of, of, of making a, a – slew of bad decisions in key moments and, and costing his team. So it scares me, but they're, they're still at this point, And, you know, we can, we can look back at this and, and start to have conversations next time we do this about the health of teams and Embiid is not, I mean, he's got a partially torn meniscus. The kid, the guy's playing with, you know, he, he's, he's not hundred percent. Nobody is at this point in the season, but their best player is hurt. So that that's the great equalizer. You, you see him at points in this series, he's disappeared a little bit because he has to take breaks. And we can also have another conversation, something we I want to talk about, which is like why these guys don't develop their bodies. Why is Luka Doncic? Why is Ben Simmons? Why is Embiid? Why, why are, is AD? Why, why are some of these guys not like committing the way – we see Russell Wilson and and LeBron to their their career, which their whole career is their body. So that's a whole different topic. But to answer your question, Philly wins. This is a, this is Philly with more more firepower, more more juice off the bench. They have a deeper squad, a healthier squad, uh, not necessarily healthier, but more guys that are are able to contribute. And, you know, you could get something out of Shake Milton. You could, you, you, you don't know. You, you, you can get something out of Tyrese Maxey. You, you don't know. Thibel can give you some defensive plus minutes. So I think they've got more guys. And I think that usually in the NBA, what happens is, regardless, the team with the more assets, the team with the better set of skill players that, that, you can you can throw into crunch moments or that's the team that's going to win and i think that's philly all right hey look i'm not going to argue with you chad i think philly i just uh if you want to give me the guy who's clutch the guy who's crunch moment in this series between these two teams for me it's trey young man it, and, and that's the thing it's, it's going to be hard to bet against trey young trey young i think is one of these superstar talents that we're seeing kind of rise Matt, in these playoffs Matt, you're you're 100 right okay you're you're right he is he is the best I mean, especially because Embiid's hurt. 
if Embiid's 100%, we can talk about that, you know? I mean, if Embiid's 100%, we can talk about who the best player on the floor is. But with the fourth quarter, money's on the line, I want Trey Young. If, if it comes down to that scenario, it well could be the Hawks. But I don't anticipate that that group of guys with that leadership is going to allow it to come to that at this point. I think Trey Young needs probably one more guy who can defray some of the scoring responsibility and he can be like, here's my running, running mate. You know, like if he were to go get somebody on the wing that could be a three and D guy, I think he vastly exponentially improves himself and, and, and the opportunity for his team to win. But you got a lot of eggs in one basket in that. So that's, that's for me where, where, how many, how, how much can you spread the floor? How many guys can you make dangerous on a possession at the end of the game? If you only have to guard one guy, that's why Giannis and the Bucks have lost in the last two postseasons. You only had to guard one guy. You could build right, a wall right. and just say, I'm not, we're, somebody else beat us and nobody else could. Now you see Middleton, Drew, and you see like, a Bryn Forbes or even like a guy like Terrence Mann who stepped up last night. You, you, a, a, a Bryn Forbes is, is, you know, a, a, a tough matchup, but a Tyrese Maxey, a Shake Milton can get you a, ba- a bucket late in the game. They're young enough. That they don't have the conscience to understand the moment <laughs> there. So you, you, you gotta be afraid of that. And that's, that's to me, the, the difference maker. I don't think the bucks are deep enough pardon me, the Hawks are deep enough to, to take Philly down. I think Philly has more good players that can step up and have played through the course of the season in big enough minutes to where they can contribute. That's how I evaluate it. All right. Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not going to argue, man. Hey, but here's one thing I think we can all agree with. The East is beaten up. The East is totally beaten up. So whoever comes out of the East, whether it be the 76ers, the Hawks, the Nets, or the Bucks. Seems like the West might have more of an advantage, but the flip side, we're going to have a Western Conference Finals that might start with both teams missing a key component. The Suns could be missing CP3 for we still don't know how long. And say with Kawhi Leonard, while his timetable has been moved up with his ACL sprain, apparently, we have no idea. He's probably not going to play game one, and we don't know when he's going to be back. In the meantime... Playoff P, PG-13, I don't know if i call him Playoff P, but, man, the guy has shown up the last couple fourth quarters. And where other superstars we've seen in this uh, NBA playoff so far have seen to disappear in the fourth quarter, uh, Playoff P's been there. And uh, so Paul George has got the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Booker, DeAndre Aiden, CP3 got the Suns in a sweep with lots of rest in the Western Conference Finals. That starts Sunday night as well. Casey, I don't know, man. I mean – if CP3 was healthy and, and able to play, I would take the Suns here in a heartbeat. But, man, look at the clip, dude. Clip went down 0-2 to the Mavs, won it out. And then they just went down 0-2 again uh, to, to the Jazz and won four straight. Casey, am I, am I underbuying on these Clippers? Which side are you at on this one? Man, you know, I watched this game last night um, with with my work schedule and, of course, with a uh, with a baby. It's been a little difficult to watch every game live, so I, most of the time I'm stuck watching highlights, which is fine. Um, but this game I actually got to watch a lot of it live, and I got to watch this major collapse by the Utah Jazz. The The Clippers went on a 17-0 run in the third quarter at one point. It was, it was crazy to watch, and 
I think we're actually. So I don't want to. I don't want to jump on the the bandwagon too fast. But um, in the regular season, Terrence Mann uh, showed a lot of potential, and he he showed a lot of defensive potential. Showed that he could be a guy that you can maybe rely on to come off the bench, give you twenty to twenty five minutes, and actually be a solid contributor. And last night he had a he had a career game. Most most points he's ever scored in his career, college or NBA. And so this guy really came out and showed that he can be a, a rotational piece for this team when Kawhi is out. The only reason he's starting is because Kawhi Leonard is out. How long will he be out? We have no idea. We've, we've heard so many conflicting rumors. And, and if Terrence Mann even plays 50% of what he did tonight, that means he's putting up almost 20 points in Kawhi's absence. And that's, that's huge for them. They can use that because with Kawhi being gone, that's a huge hole in their offense. And, and you're right, Matt, you look at PG-13 and the way that he has been performing. But, I mean, you look at other guys like Reggie Jackson, the Morris twin. I mean, there's a lot of guys on this team that are really, really, really balling out in the absence of Kawhi, and they just look like a solid unit. I mean, even Patrick Beverly, we know his defense has always been great. Um, but th these last few games, he has locked down some big guys. And I got to tell you, man, Rudy Gobert, he looked – the most lost I've ever seen him in his entire career. The defensive player of the year couldn't stop anybody. And I don't know what this whole defensive rotation was where they had him going out to the three-point line almost every time somebody took a three, like he was actually going to stop them. But he couldn't do anything. They were The clip were almost automatic from three in the second half. I think at one point they were 10 for 13 from the three-point line. And you had a, a, a seven foot plus guy going out to the perimeter trying to make trying to make blocks and it just wasn't happening and they really suffered for it. They could not stop the three ball. Uh, with that being said, Kawhi being out, it looks like the clip already have pretty much a, a, a solution to that issue for the time being. And I think this big rest for Phoenix actually might might aid in their downfall if it comes to that. That's a long time to sit out and you can work through game plans and practice all you want, but until you're able to execute that in game and really get that into the system that you want to use, like we're going to assume that Javon Carter is going to be the starter now that Chris Paul is going to be out for the foreseeable future. So it's like, while Javon Carter is a very serviceable backup without playing time and actual PT against another team and you're just running this this you know first team against second team it's going to be really hard for you to be in that rhythm clippers are already in that rhythm we, we've seen them go down 2-0 already twice and they come back both times and ended in six so it's like i don't know man i want to pick the suns because they're they're my favorite team in the playoffs right now but i'm looking at this clippers team and i'm looking at what they're doing and it's really hard for me to pick the suns and I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's I hear you, to man. Make it no, you, I'm you, really torn. I'm so You bring torn. up a ton of good points, Casey. Like you said, the, 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 the Clippers have kind of filled in that, that Kawhi Leonard hole in a sense, you know, not that you can completely fill it, but they, they seem to be firing all cylinders. And now you give the Suns this rest and no CP three in game one. I mean, Chad, this is a recipe for disaster, right? Or is this, you know, who do you got in the Western conference finals here? Look, I mean, it's not like just a couple of cogs in the ignition are out. These are the two best players on either team. CB3 is the most important player for that Suns team. He's the reason he and Monty Williams have figured out how to create the chemistry necessary to give them a formula and a blueprint to win. It, it would, and, and I don't expect him to be out. I mean, you know, he, he's already been vaccinated, and 
he, he's not testing positive. He's just in protocol. So I expect him to play. I don't think that the NBA is looking to, you know, screw him over like when he was about to become a Laker. I right? about to say like right? yeah, when, when he was trying to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not we're not gonna see that that level. david I mean, stern guys, no no <laughs> you want to talk about a guy with the worst luck ever this this might be him i mean he might be fortunate <laughs> enough to have the aflac commercials that are going to be generational wealth for his family but at the same time in terms of on the court like wow man shit can't you just Catch a break. Yeah, a, guy, a, guy, a guy who's been on teams, you know, hey, look, this, this is a great shot to give the files and win your first. Oh, sorry. Sit out. <laughs> oh, pulled hamstring. Oh, you know, it, it, it seems like it's always something. And, and he's literally, you know, one of those divisive guys. People fall on one side or the other in terms of his personality and his leadership style. But let's not be disingenuous. This is, this is, this is one of the best 25 players in the history of the NBA in terms of what he does to get you what you want, which is ultimately wins. The guy knows how to get you wins. So they're going to get him back. That team is dangerous. The Clippers have – look, after the Lakers lost, I told you guys I, I, I'm nearly 100% certain I picked Milwaukee and the Lakers to play in the championship. But after the Lakers got bounced because of the 80s injury, I picked the Clippers. That And now we're facing, you know, the claws – situation and it looks like that's a much more serious situation than cp3s because that's that's something you can't come back from and it looks like he's probably out you know like really out like gonna have to have surgery acl done out so but casey made a really good point you know they have they have some uh interesting options with regard to how they can put other dudes in and terrence Mann showed that last night i mean he he, he had the game of his life, but that's not un, unexpected. You know, you, you, you thrust some of these younger guys into a scenario where they've been, you know, really coached up and, and led by Doc Rivers and Kawhi PG3, guys who have had experience in the league. So it's not, it's not crazy to believe. And I'm, I'm sorry, you know, Mr. October was – a badass has been a total Mr. Badass. June, Mr. June, it's Mr. June. Well, I'm calling you Mr. October. <laughs> he's Reggie Jackson. He's Mr. October. He's me. Mr. June so, in the basketball league. <laughs> he's he's been wicked, man. I, I mean, even though he's wearing like the 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 yard man's goggles, where he's. You know, <laughs> hey, hey! I want to jump in on that. I love the goggles. Okay, I <laughs> I, I, I dig the goggles, man. I dig yard. the goggles. Hey, he he looks like he's getting down to business. He's he's ready for the nitty gritty. He's ready he's ready to go to the to the Western Conference Finals, man. He, he looks like I think Amari Stoudemire rocked those. I don't remember who else rocked them. Amari Stoudemire, uh, didn't James Worthy, Kareem rocked them for a minute. Worthy kind of did. Kareem had had different ones. Worthy's were similar, but I'm telling you, Reggie Jackson has been like, damn, dude, that dude's balling. He is. And I don't know what he's getting paid, but I'm guaranteeing you it's it's less than he deserves for his contribution. He has been massive for them. So they've got they've got the guys that can fill that hole. And I, I think this is a straight up fist fight in this series. I can't pick a I can't pick a winner, but since I already picked the Clippers, I'm gonna pick the Clippers. 
I, I, I think they have, especially if they can get anything from Kawhi, which, you know, he, another one that, that always seems to be hurt. I mean, it's, it's, and LeBron said it with, oh, you know, this shortened season. I'm, I'm just tired of excuses. I'm tired. I, what I want to see is guys take care of themselves and organizations take care of their players and understand how to listen to them and maximize their contribution. And right we're, now we're, we're going to have to have, we're going to have a special report because I've got a whole bunch of complaints about the NBA too, Chad. So we'll have to do a whole yeah, separate I, podcast I, I, on things to fix the NBA. I'm sure Casey's yeah, got some ideas too. I, I think, I think it's a, a pretty broad and deep pod. I think it'll take us, you know, if we wanted to do it right, only about 14 hours. A couple of you months, know? you know, I mean, we'll have a whole series. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, Adam Silver. I hope you're listening. We, we could yeah, make you, it a we could make it just in, like Adam. the last dance, a ten part doc. You know, there we go. <laughs> well, hey, I by mean, the way, seriously. by the way, you guys, uh, Reggie Jackson. He's a, he's on a one year contract. Anyone anyone want to guess how much he's he signed for? Ooh, I mean, it's the NBA. Ten. I'm gonna say ten. So you're both wrong. It's lower. Oh wow. Four. Two point three. Wow. Dude, wow. Deal of the century. Deal of the century. Well, and you know what it, well, you know what it is though? He signed that huge deal with OKC and then he went over to Detroit. And after that, after that stint in Detroit, he got signed with, with the clip and they, I guess they just, cause he didn't live up to the contract. He he just didn't, didn't. but with what you're getting out of him right now, Chad, you're, you're a hundred percent right. It's a steal. I mean, the value add and, and the contribution that you get, if you plug in, let's just play hypothetical. Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, and Pat Bev for, for a, a, an injured Kawhi. You can make that work. You, you, you can figure out a way to, between the three of them, make up for what you lost in that. And probably be as efficient or better because all three of those dudes play D. So you're not really losing that much when it comes – when the rubber hits the road, you're the, so. I mean, of course, you want Kawhi. I mean, of course, but it, I, it, I, it's, I, it's it, shocking it, how much they haven't fallen off, really. I mean, you right, figure without right. you figure without Kawhi, they would have fallen off a, a ton more, you know, or not a ton more, well, but at least at least Utah would have taken it to a game seven, you know, one at home, if nothing else. And sometimes, don't you, don't you think like, and we're seeing it kind of now in Dallas, I mean. As, as great as Luca is, he's now kind of almost disrupting a whole culture. He's, he's, got, he, he's got one of the better coaches in the league to quit. Donnie Nelson, who is a European juggernaut who helped create Sarunas Marshallonis and all, all, all of the European – I mean, he, he's, Donnie is one of the guys who helped create what has happened with the European movement in basketball back in the eighties? Well, Jack, you know, he was one of the guys that really pushed for Dirk. He he yeah he, he yeah. pushed for Dirk big time because a lot of people don't remember that Dirk was there twenty what was it twenty three twenty four years ago that was right before he that was right before um, Nelson signed there you know and, right. and like exactly. he, he really pushed for that overseas play from and, Dirk and, 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 and did you see it worked did, out. You, did you see Casey that Dirk just signed as a consultant with yes. the Mavs? Yes, I did. No, I we'll, did. we'll see. Yeah, it's that's, going to be interesting. I like that. I it's like going to be that. interesting to see what Mark Cuban does. This is the first time but Mark Cuban has really had to make any changes 
to the Mavericks since he bought the team. We've all assumed that Mark Cuban's his fantastic owner because he's so vocal on the sidelines and so, you know, charismatic and whatnot. But in reality, Don Nelson's been in charge of that team the whole time. That, uh, Look, that, that carbon. Yeah, that's what Don I'm saying. And, and what I'm asking is this. It's like, at, at, at what point do you let your superstars run your organization? Or at what point do you take control of the culture of your, what you're building? And Luca has had some bad body language. He, he fades late in games, especially in the postseason. He disappeared in the fourth quarters. He doesn't look to me like – and I granted, he's a young kid. What, he's 22, 20? Yep, 22. I, I, okay. So I, I forgive the baby fat a little bit. But at 22, I was in the prime of my career. I mean, I was like lean and mean. And I wasn't in the NBA – I wasn't getting paid that money. You're getting you're getting a oodles and oodles of money. And he looks to me like a guy who needs somebody to come in and show him what a diet means, show him what weight <laughs> training means, show him what like hey, uh, all right, you, hey look, I'm, I'm not gonna argue, Chip, but you'd be a little hard on Luca, I think. I think Luca also needs a supporting cast so that in the fourth quarter uh, yes, in the fourth quarter he's not he's not gassed yeah, and not getting any shots. I mean, you know, you look at Joel Embiid as well, huh? I mean, you look at Joel Embiid. Embiid plays so hard by the fourth quarter, he's out of it. No, he doesn't. He, he is also one who has not committed fully to his body. He, there's no way – I'm sorry. I know you're going to get injuries. Why did Hakeem not have – do you remember Hakeem's body? I mean, look, if you go back and look at Hakeem during his the, – the, the zenith of his career – that dude could have gone in and been an MMA fighter. All he, right. was so, he was so tight and ready to go, he would have messed your ass up if you had come in the key. Here that, you go. Preview, it, preview of the from the kitchen. From the kitchen. Chad is going to throw all, all your hot takes on everything wrong with basketball. And B doesn't, doesn't do it. Simmons doesn't do it. These guys, these guys are social media stars. They're darlings. They have all of the money already built in. And it's, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm, I'm not begrudging that. But work on your friggin' game, dude. Come on. This is your money maker. If, I, if I'm a chef and I just sit in the kitchen and, and, and look around and go, well, I think this will work. But I don't really actually try to figure out if it does work, if I don't execute it, then I'm just – Shooting, like I said, I'm gonna. I want to have the talent. The I want to have the talent versus wall. skill conversation. Like I said, I want. I want to do that. In, like I said, we'll do a talent I versus want, skill. I want to see these guys commit to their careers. Exactly. Well, 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 if, if if I can jump in, I think Go one ahead. of the biggest things uh, for Luca is um, he's he's not made it a secret since he joined since he joined the league that, um, that he likes beer. Well, it, well, it's easy. It's easy for him. He said. He said it's easier here in the states playing in the NBA than it was overseas playing in the Euro League. He said. The, he said the biggest difference is that they don't play defense here. He says I can. He he said in an interview last season. He says I can do whatever I want. What like, and and if you have that well, mindset, if you it. have well, and it, but that's the go thing. He, well, that's the thing, Chad. He he is, commit, and I think he's. I think he's super commit. comfortable. If you fully commit, he would be. He, Stop, son. He would, he would, he would be, he would the be the transitional, chef. he would be the transitional superstar of, of the league. 
<laughs> and I think that's fair. And I, I think we still have time for that to happen. We do have to remember the guy's only 22, potentially could have 18 more seasons under his belt if he stays healthy, you know? Um, but I, I do think he's, he's comfortable. And I think, I think Chad, the reason why you, you asked this question earlier, I think the reason why um, franchises don't get on their superstars, you know, I mean, I guess I'll just say it. The reason they don't get on the superstar's ass is because if you piss them off, they they might just leave. If you say, "Hey, Luca, you're you know you're you're a little pudgy, my guy," and you know let's let's get you in the gym, let's get you with a personal trainer, and one time he takes it the wrong way, he's like, you know what? I don't want I don't I don't really want to sign the supermax with you guys. I'm gonna go play in. LA with LeBron, or I'm going to go play in Golden State with Steph, and I'm going to go make my legacy somewhere else. And I think that's because the players have so much more power now that franchises are a little more intimidated to, to, to say that to their star players, because here's the thing, you want to make money. And while you do want to win a championship, if you're putting, if you're putting great talent on the floor, because let's face it, Luca's selling out, you know, the Maverick stadium every single night. Zion is going to sell out Smoothie King Center every single night for the most part. LeBron is selling out Staples Center. Both of them are about to leave. And you're probably and, right. And, they might and, go play together somewhere. And, and, and Casey, Casey to, to, to your point, which I hear and I understand, as a, as a guy who has been in a position where I was forced to make these teams, whether it be in the kitchen, whether it be in a business, whether it be on the basketball court, if you go look at any team's, any great team's success, it all comes from one thing. The best player working harder than everybody else. Why did the, the Bulls win? Why? Even though Michael Jordan was out playing 72 holes the day of a game, he was still the guy who was in the gym first and left last. His body was in the best shape. Nobody tried harder. Nobody committed more. And the, the coach, Phil Jackson, go read his books. I've read all of them. Go read it. He, he'll tell you in his, in his books, I rode Jordan harder than anybody. Why? Because he could take it, and he was our best player. And if, if he can take the criticism and he can be the guy who shoulders that and, and is, the, is the one who says, all right, if there's an understanding amongst the culture of the organization and the superstar – that you're going to be asked to do more. You're going to be expected to be, I'm going to ride your ass. I'm going to make sure that they don't think that you are the fair-haired lad, that you're the favorite son with the silver spoon in your mouth. No, if I ride you the hardest and you respond, everybody will fall in line and we win. That's what's missing. That's what's missing from the culture of right now in this sport. There's, Everybody wants to kowtow and mollycoddle these guys. Shut the frick up, dude. I mean, come on. You, if you want to be the star in the face of a franchise, you've got to be the hardest working guy in the building every single day. Every that's, time. Why, that's why I like the Hawks over the Sixers tomorrow night. And that's why I kind of like the Nets tonight over the Bucks. Though, yeah, you could argue Giannis is the hardest working guy on either Giannis team. is the hardest working guy in that. Maybe, that, maybe, but it, I still, it, it, I still don't it, it, think he plays. To, I still don't think he plays to his talents right. He did, he did in Game Six. We'll see if he continues to do it. You want to see crazy? If Giannis starts chunking up threes, if Giannis starts chunking up threes in Game Seven, you know it's screwed. Well, he won't. He didn't All take right. one last. You That's what I'm saying. We'll see. Here, look, do, do me a favor. Go back. Go back to Giannis's first year in the league, first two years in the league, and look at his jump shot. Look at it. 
No, Giannis has improved. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's, no, he's won. The, he hasn't. He's oh, he hasn't? Back. Oh, well, there you oh, go. Dude, All right. His, so, his jump shot in his first two years of his career was was like KD's. It looked that smooth. Well, they like now he's got this. He's got this robotic. He's got this robotic. I don't know who's coaching him. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But if you go really seriously, go look at it. It right. his first two years of the league, his J from deep was nectar, like KD's. Seriously, well, we'll see. We'll see tonight, Jed. Game seven tonight. No, he, he's not gonna. He's not gonna revert to that. <laughs> well, we'll see if he's got a. We'll see if he, he takes jump shots threes. or threes tonight. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what Giannis we got. All right. Like I said, game seven tonight. Game seven tomorrow night. And game one of the Western Conference Finals also starts tomorrow night. Hey, look, check it out. Uh, Casey Jones and I are doing a bunch of NBA breaks and soon to be NFL card breaks. If you're not sure what a card break is, go check out VBE20 on Twitch. Be sure to check out www.thetailgatekings.com for all the Tailgate Kings news. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're on all that stuff. Lots of fun, guys. Make sure to get out there. As always, I'm Dr. Dye with Casey Jones and Chef Chad from the kitchen. We'll be back, obviously, to talk what's wrong with the NBA, and we'll be doing NFL fantasy preview coming up soon, I promise. Tailgate Kings, baby, where you at? We're out. Come get us.